0: So, this is a podcast on weight loss resistance. I say in the beginning, this is something that I have been hearing many people complain about, rightly so, and some of my patients' experience as well. And I'm going to go over all of the very intricate details when it comes to weight loss, when it comes to your body literally holding on to fat stores for dear life. And yes, we do talk about things that have occurred in the last couple of years. So if that offends you, definitely don't listen. And if you prefer to keep your head in the sand, definitely don't listen. But if you're ready to tackle the truth and you're ready to really look at your health from a backwards and forwards, upside down perspective, and you're struggling to lose weight and your body is holding on too fat for dear life, then this episode is for you. And one thing that I realized that I did not mention In this episode that I wanted to bring up here is the fact of stress. Are you finally at your wits end where you are tired of dealing with doctor after doctor? Maybe you've spent thousands on integrative or functional practitioners that have not helped you at all because they don't know the thyroid and hormones. They're not even testing properly. So come work with myself and my team. We prescribe to all 50 states and parts of Canada. I have you covered you're going to recognize the person you see in the mirror again. Doesn't that sound absolutely amazing? Well, it might sound like you don't even believe it, but I promise you, I promise you, we will take good care of you. So click the link in the show notes, book a call today, and we'll be talking to you soon. Now, yes, I bring up the last couple of years. And yes, stress is a huge, huge factor. I don't think we give it enough it's something we've been experiencing in the last couple of years too. I don't think that we give it enough love. I don't think we give it enough credit, mm, negative credit of what it can do to our health. It can literally set us backwards. And we think that stress is normal. We live in this fast paced world where go, go, go more, more, more. I myself am totally guilty of being a type A driver, but that Stress that we put on ourselves and then we stress about not losing weight can be very cyclical and it can have a detrimental effect on our body. I have one patient that she was doing so well, totally got optimized, lost 50 pounds, went through a very, very stressful time, about three months of high stress in the business that she owned. To the point where she gained all of the weight back, her health slid completely backwards. She was doing all of the things that had worked for her already. And she realized that stress was impacting her to a point where it was impairing her quality of life. And it was detrimental to her health. She sold her business. That is how dedicated she was to addressing the stress in her life. And meanwhile, here I see this woman selling her business to reduce the stress and get her health back. And I see many of you not even looking at the stress in your life, blowing it off, pushing the side, thinking it's normal. When in reality, it is chipping away at you inside and really preventing you from moving forward. So that's one thing that I definitely forgot to bring up. Maybe I touch on it a little bit, but I didn't give it enough love. So I wanted to bring it up here. And I also want to warn you that we are going to be talking about things that you have put into your body in the last couple of years and how impactful that is and how that is a huge, huge factor in weight. And we're seeing another resurgence of this. We experienced weight loss resistance about a year and a half, two years ago, and now we're seeing it again. So please enjoy this episode. Take notes. It's going to help you, but it's also going to bring a lot of truth right to the surface and put it right in your face because what other way would I do it, right? We're gonna talk about weight loss resistance today because I know that this is a huge topic and a couple of my patients are experiencing it. I know a couple of you are experiencing it that are listening where you are literally doing all of the things and your labs look perfect. And I mean, optimal, perfect. And you're still beating your head against the wall as to why you cannot lose weight. So we're gonna go over a couple of factors that might be coming into play, some of which there's no answer for, unfortunately, and some of which there is an answer and there are things that you can do and implement. Okay, so first of all, for any of my listeners, these are not, not my patients, because the patients I know, we got you on the road to optimization, if not optimized. For my listeners who are not patients, If you are experiencing weight loss resistance, the number one thing that you have to do is look at your free T3 and look at that reverse T3. So I talk about this all the time. The factors, the main factors that contribute to a metabolism are your thyroid, your testosterone level, and your insulin. Those are the big ones. Now we're gonna do offshoots of that, but those are the big ones. So your free T3 better be optimized, better be in the... Upper quadrant of the range, I always say 3.5 or above, but I've started using upper quadrant of the range because so many different labs, including LabCorp, have wonky different standard lab value ranges. Insulin is standard. That is below a six. A1c, when we're talking about insulin and glucose control, we're kind of putting it all under one umbrella, but there are a couple of different tests that you need. So insulin, we know fasting insulin below a six. A1c between a 4.8 and a 5.1. And then your glucose. Now, this is interesting. I was speaking with my friend, Cynthia Thurlow, the other day, and actually she was interviewing me for her podcast, and we were talking about glucose. And she stated a number, which I have heard before from many functional practitioners, including a functional podiatrist that obviously deals a lot with diabetes and neuropathy and blood sugar, that a fasting glucose in the 90s is not good. A fasting glucose in the 90s. So for every point above an 86 fasting glucose that your personal glucose level is, you are at a 13% increased risk of insulin resistance and or diabetes. So having fasting glucose is in the 90s, not a good sign. And that alone can mean that you are eating foods or maybe not sleeping, or you're under stress. Any of those things that pushes up glucose, that you are doing things that are driving your glucose number really high, and that can put you in that insulin resistant state where your body is holding on to fat, literally holding on to fat. And then we know testosterone above a fifty minimal. Really, women do better between 100 and 200 for a total testosterone. So that's another component, huge, huge factor in weight. And if you are addressing, this is the perfect time to talk about hormones and how long they take to move. If you are addressing that testosterone, and even if you're addressing your progesterone and estradiol levels, if you're estrogen dominant, that will cause weight gain. If you're low in estrogen and you are menopausal, and you look at that FSH, that follicle stimulating number, and that is above a 25, you are 100% at risk for weight gain. That is a marker of inflammation. You will absolutely be laying down the fat. When you're addressing hormones and you're actually on bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, it's important to remember that these take 90 days to move. I can't tell you the amount of patients I've had that those first two months are like, I don't know, nothing's happening, nothing's happening. I've lost a pound, only lost two pounds. And then they hit 90 days and it's like a rocket ship takes off because everything starts to shift and move. Even if we're seeing the numbers come up and seeing the numbers change, it really takes those full 90 days for hormones to have an impact on your body and for you to experience the difference that you can experience with those hormones. I just got a text the other day, it was a, it was a text slash testimonial. And this particular patient was saying it was honestly at the 90 day mark. It was at that three month mark that everything started to really shift in her body. And as I always talk about, it takes a while to build up a broken metabolism. When you're starting low and slow, when you're starting literally in the basement, you have no T3, you have no testosterone, you have no estradiol, your FSH is high, you're insulin resistant, your glucose is elevated. That takes a lot of repair and healing with just those things. We're not even talking about all the other things that we can mention like low ferritin, like cortisol being wonky, either low or super high. So those are other outside factors that I haven't even mentioned yet until just now that can be contributing. We're just looking at hormones alone, 90 days. Metabolism building, 90 days. So you have to have that kind of patience to really wait those 90 days for everything to start to shift and move. Now, moving on to those kind of external tests that I just mentioned, low ferritin. I have a whole podcast on that. If you have low ferritin, you will have hypothyroid-like symptoms. It will cause weight gain. That is one reason why I came out with Iron Fixer because I see so much low ferritin. We need to build that ferritin up in order for you to a tolerate T3 if we're using that to build your metabolism back up, and we also have to build that ferritin up because that's an independent factor in weight gain or the inability to lose weight. So that is another factor. Cortisol I mentioned earlier. If you have super low cortisol, that's not good. That is going to put you in a position where you're really not going to be able to tolerate T3 and you're just not going to have the energy through the day. You know, when our energy is low and our mood is low, we tend to really not give a shit about what we put in our mouths. And we can gravitate toward food that we know is going to give us energy, right? Because somewhere in our brains, there's that there's that little voice that says, quick energy, quick energy eat a banana, eat some cookies, have a diet pop, right? Caffeinated. All of that is our go-to in today's society. That's our go-to for increasing our energy levels quickly. Red Bull, monsters, whatever, five-hour energy. It's everywhere you look. It's everywhere you turn. But all that is doing when you're doing that, you're just jacking up your cortisol even further. And it's Basically a quick, non-effective fix. I mean, it might give you a little bit of energy in the moment, but the repercussions down the line of doing that, including pounding your adrenals and the weight gain from the sugar or the artificial sweetener, not quite worth it. But that's what we tend to do. So looking at your cortisol, another key factor when you are weight loss resistant. Now we're going to go into what you put in your mouth, because this is important. I've talked about this on other podcasts too, but let's just lay it out right here. You have to be honest with yourself because that really is the only way you are going to get a true answer as to why your body is not releasing that stored fat. You have to be honest with yourself and write things down or use an app. I've talked about the Carbon app and my patients get a really super cool app that that can track their food and calculate everything. You got to use something. And I don't care if it's old school pen and paper. That's what I used to do. You know, you look up anything on Google for the calorie, protein, carbohydrate, fat content. It's right there for you. It might not be 100% accurate, but you're going to get pretty darn close. Write it down so that you can see it. Because I promise you what you remember you ate is not what you ate. If you do a recall at the end of the day, it's not correct. You have to be tracking every morsel, every bite, every thing that goes into your mouth. You know what made me think about this? I got home from the gym, blending the shape of my new protein powder. Can't wait for you guys to try it. And there was a dark chocolate bar in the fridge to which I had destroyed about three quarters of yesterday. Again, just breaking off a piece, breaking off a piece, breaking off a piece. Do you think I remember that? Like when I'm sitting there recalling what I ate through the day, Oh, I had a beautiful steak and I had a protein shake yesterday, and I had a Greek yogurt organic and I had some carnivore snacks. And do you think I remember those pieces of chocolate? No, I don't. So here I am putting the rest of the chocolate bar in my mouth. And I thought, you know, this is such mindless eating. This is mindless extra. That a, if I hadn't bought the damn chocolate bar in the first place, I wouldn't be sitting here eating it. I'm eating it because it's there. So there's another lesson for you. Don't buy anything that you don't want to put in your mouth because if it's in the house and I don't care if it's for your kids or your grandkids or your husband or whatever, you will eat it. I guarantee you, you will eat it. So here I am putting this in my mouth in my mouth, and I'm just thinking, how many people do this? How many people just mindlessly eat? Because it's here. And these are most likely the people that are saying, I can't lose weight. I'm doing all the right things, quote unquote. But are you? Write down literally everything. And I know it's a pain in the ass. Start a note, start a note on your phone. And every time something goes into your mouth, anytime anything passes your lips, you write it down. You can look it up later, but you write it down three quarters of a dark chocolate bar. And then you can tally that at the end of the day. Again, if you're not using an app, tally that up at the end of the day. And you will be surprised. I told you when I put my food into the Carbon app for the first time, I was shocked at the amount of calories that I actually take in. And not that it matters because I don't, I'm not putting on the weight from those calories. I mean, if I kept going... At a high caloric intake and a high carbohydrate intake, I could certainly, like I can put on weight if I really want to, but my metabolism is at a point where it doesn't do what it used to do in terms of laying down fat when I look sideways at a brownie. So I'm now at a point where I can look at, let's say 2,500 calories in a day and go, you know, I burn that. That's cool. I at least got in 120, 130 grams of protein. That's awesome. But it was still a shock to me. And it was a realization that I think most people do not realize how much they're actually intaking. You do this recall thing, like I just mentioned, and it is is not effective. It is not efficient. It is not accurate. 100% it is not accurate until you write it down and tally it up. So that would be the next part. I would say definitely look at exactly, exactly what you are putting into your mouth. The other factor, and I'm just going to say it on here, you know, we saw this, what, a year and a half, two years ago, however long it's been, when all the vaxes were rolling out and we saw massive, massive weight loss resistance to where I had to tell people, listen, it's going to be about 18 months from your last until the point of which your body can rest and realize it's not in this chaotic state fighting all the toxins that you just put into it and it can start shedding the fat. And I think we're pretty much all at a place now, at least most of my listeners are, where you're not in that defensive mode of saying that what was rolled out in the last two years actually works. I think we are noticing and realizing, I mean, literally short of living in a cardboard box, I think you're realizing what is going on with people's bodies in response to what they're putting in it the last couple of years. And it's pretty shocking Obviously, we're seeing increased rates of infertility and we are seeing increased blood clots and weird, weird health things. You know, we got Madonna in the hospital now. I don't know. Deion Sanders is losing a leg. But the one big thing that I am seeing on a much smaller level, right? I mean, this isn't as consequential as what Madonna and Deion Sanders and all of these poor young athletes are dealing with that are no longer with us. I mean, what is weight loss when compared to life, right? And being alive and living a good life, but it still is a burden. And and I get it. I mean, if you are one of my patients, if you're one of my listeners, weight loss is most likely at the top of your list of one of those things that you wanted to see change. And then it's not, and then it becomes frustrating and it starts affecting every other area of your life. So we are still going to weight it with the focus and attention, which it should be, because it is a frustration. You know, we can't say, oh, well, you know, at least you're alive. I mean, yeah, okay, to a point. But I also, I mean, yes, definitely to a point. I'm glad you're alive. I'm glad you're still listening to this. But I want you to realize that I understand that weight loss resistance is a burden, And it really starts to mess with your mind and other areas of your life. So I don't want to put it aside as as a nothing component. It is a something. It is because it's something to you. And it was a something to me. So I get it from a very personal level. What I am seeing recently, and I have checked with colleagues on this, what I am seeing recently is a new, we'll say resurgence of weight loss resistance now. And I don't know the why, why? I don't know whether it's the boosters. I don't know whether it's, but I don't think that it is because many of the people that I know have not had one for quite some time, even a year, year and a half. And what we thought was an 18 month mark until this got out of you, I think we're now seeing this resurgence of possibly the spike proteins that are in the body maybe they're moving around, maybe there's something that that we're doing to kick them up again, but it's literally the body holding on to fat for dear life. I have one patient that has done nine weeks of a GLP-1 semaglutide that I've talked about on other podcasts. Nine weeks of this should absolutely move the needle. I mean, even honestly, even at a low dose, these GLP-1s should produce some level of weight loss. So to not lose a pound, That to me, there's something strange going on in the body. There is something strange. I saw one article, and obviously we're not seeing a lot of research on this, and and certainly not if you search Google, I should probably go to DuckDuckGo, but we're not seeing a lot of research or anything published on the long-term effects of the last couple of years in terms of what people chose to put in their bodies we don't have the data because I don't think they want to publish the data because wouldn't that just scare the shit out of every woman walking? Like, I mean, you tell a woman, listen, here's this shot that might make you gain weight and not be able to lose it for years, no matter what you do. You think she's going to go get it? Mm -mm. No, no, not going to happen. So we can't, can't scare people like that, right? Big Pharma says we can't scare people like that but the reality is it's having an impact. It is absolutely having an impact. One of my colleagues has noticed that a lot of her patients have been coming in with excess fat around the midsection. This weird bloaty tire belly, almost like excess fat and a distension, but it's not a GI issue. It's more of a fat gain around the midsection which we know is usually tied to low estrogen and cortisol. So are these boosters that people are getting, are they producing a stressor on the body? I would say yes, because they're chemicals, there's toxins. I would say they're producing a stressor on the body that is literally causing wonky cortisol levels. And we know even from the first rollout that The spike protein does affect the ovaries and does affect our hormone balance because we were seeing 70-year-old women having periods. So we know there's a reproductive effect. We know that there's increased risk of infertility. We know that we've seen an increase in miscarriages. The birth rates are down significantly. So can we ascertain from that that it is having an effect on hormones and hormone balance? Yes, absolutely. So all of that, even just the hormonal impact is having an effect on, on fat. On the ability to lose fat, on the body's ability to lay down fat. I was saying studies. I found one study that showed an increase in insulin resistance. And then they tried to kind of backpedal. Whoa, 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 well, it wasn't that significant. Yeah, but the fact that you saw an increase in insulin resistance in lean individuals, that doesn't sound good to me. So a shot caused insulin resistance, not what they're doing, not because it tanked their thyroid. Well, maybe it did. They didn't say they tested the thyroid levels, but a shot caused insulin resistance. What is happening in our body is when we take in something that we're not really quite sure what it is, that we're trusting big pharma and the government that tells us it's okay. Well, I know what I'm seeing and what I'm talking to you about right now is weight loss resistance. Big time, weight loss, resistance again. So thank you, government, for making my job harder. This is the factor that we don't have an answer to, unfortunately. Now, what can you do? I don't want to leave you with this downtrodden hopelessness that you're never going to lose weight. What can you do? Okay. So despite and putting aside what we can't control, we have to step back and look at what we can't control. We know that we can control our choices of who we're working with for our thyroid and hormones. You better be working with somebody that knows what they're doing. You better be on bioidentical hormone replacement therapy if your hormones are in the toilet. You better be addressing low T3. You better be changing up your diet and your lifestyle if your insulin's high. You better be adding in berberine if your insulin is high. We can even add in the GLP-1 agonists, the trisepatide, the semaglutide. We can add in some other peptides. Then from there, check your ferritin. Make sure that is pretty much 80 to 100 if you have Hashimoto's. We want to take down inflammation. Add in Hashimoto's fixer if you have high antibodies or any kind of inflammation because that actually black cumin seed oil, which I have another podcast on. We'll put these other podcast links in the show notes. When you take in Hashimoto's fixer, black cumin seed oil lowers inflammation and actually improves insulin resistance as well. Start on thyroid fixer. It increases your basal metabolic rate on its own without doing anything else. Now you have to give this time too. We've had some people write in, I've been using it for three or four weeks. I haven't seen anything. Well, no kidding. There's no supplement in the world that works that fast. You think if you take vitamin D for 30 days that your vitamin D level is all of a sudden going to be perfect? Are you going to go from a 20 vitamin D level to an 80 in a month? No, So you have to give things time. All of these things that you're doing, you have to be patient and give it time because it's building your metabolism back up. It's bringing it from the ashes. Like it's like literally rising from the ashes. Your metabolism was dead and we're building it back up again. Now, at the same time, I talk about this as well. You can't take supplements and have a crappy diet and lifestyle and not be sleeping, because lack of sleep alone will increase insulin resistance all of these lifestyle factors will impact your weight and will impact your ability to lose weight so you have to be have to be have to be doing all the things so it all works together but if you are using supplements please give them time to work you don't use anything for a month and say this doesn't work it's that's impossible you don't know if it works or doesn't work you have to give it time and be consistent no matter what it is and then there's the detox effect so if you are falling into this category of weight loss resistance and you are falling into the category of getting the VAX in the last year or two or three, getting an infrared sauna, do hot yoga, sweat your ass off and detoxify your body. Make sure that you are pooping every single day. That pooping every single day actually helps us process our estrogen so our estrogen doesn't back up and become estrogen dominant. It also helps our body process all toxins. We have to love on our liver. So you better be loving on your liver, throw in some liver fixer, do some glutathione, do the infrared sauna. Again, sweat, 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 because that helps your liver process. That sweat is very detoxifying. Absolutely amazing. Citrus pectin. That's another really good one for detoxing the body, maybe using some binders like activated charcoal definitely can't hurt. It can't hurt. You don't have to go on this big, huge heavy metal detox protocol, just throwing in some binders, throwing in some glutathione, throwing in all of the detoxification lifestyle things that you can do all, all beneficial, getting good sleep. Cutting out processed foods, going organic, not putting any more toxins into your body because your body's already in toxic overload. I know that this is a lot. I know this is a lot, but I promise you, when you do it all and you have patience, it will work. Now, for some of you, this might be a six month to a 12 month journey. And I'm just going to say it so that we can lay out the expectations. If this truly is a resurgence of what we saw a couple of years ago, we might be looking at another 18 months and it might be a strict, hard 18 months of doing all of the things again. If you didn't do them the first time or if you did do them the first time, you got to do them again. All of those things that we talked about that can get rid of the spike proteins in your body. Look up also Dr. Joseph Mercola He obviously has been pulled down from Google left and right and has been blocked and everything from the information that he's been so gracious to give us. But he had out at one point of time, I don't know if you can find it now, what he would do is put things up for 24 hours and take them down before Google can shut them down. He had a full protocol on how to basically help the body detoxify from the spike protein. And it was high-dose vitamin C, it was high-dose vitamin D, it was the infrared saunas, it was the detoxing, it was the sweating, it was the hot yoga. There might've been, I think glutathione was in there, zinc was in there. There might've been a couple other things in there, but you can obviously you know, look up his protocol, see if you can find that. And I'll, I'll try to search for that too, see if I can find it to share with you. But this is reality. This is the world that we're living in. I mean, we're living in a toxic soup environment already. And then you put the last couple of years on top of that and then put the stress of the last couple of years on top of that. Ay, ay, ay. No wonder we're struggling. No wonder we are struggling. So I hope this helps you. I certainly don't want to put a dark cloud on your day, but it is something that I've been seeing enough of that I felt really needed to be discussed. And we really need to stop hiding behind fear. I know I've been hiding behind fear for the last couple of years, fear of being taken down, fear of being blocked, fear of YouTube and Google and all the powers that be of pulling this and you not being able to hear it. But we got to say it. I've been seeing it behind closed doors to my individual patients. I think it's time we say it now because this is something that we're just dealing with. And yeah, you can stick your head in the sand and pretend it's not happening. But 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds down the road, eventually you're going to have to say, you know what? Maybe this is something I need to address now. And maybe it's something I need to face is an issue. And I'm talking about either writing your shit down, right? Writing your food down and looking at it and being honest with yourself. That alone is hard to do. I don't care what year or time we're in. That's hard to do. Or it's dealing with a choice that you made that may not have been the best for your body that you are now paying a price for later. It's just something we have to face and we have to do the things we know to do. To get our bodies back to how they were, to get them optimal again. Have faith, have hope, it's gonna happen, but also have patience. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you loved it. And as always, if you would be so kind to leave a review if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, that would be absolutely amazing. I read all of them also anything that you hear on this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat any kind of medical condition so we always recommend that you check with your medical provider your doctor your nurse practitioner before implementing anything that you hear on this podcast and if you want to find out more about working together you can click the link below in the show notes to book a discovery call and there you'll be talking to a member of my team they are an extension of me they are amazing And you and I will talk after that, once we get you all signed up and you and I get to work together. All right, I hope to see you soon.